Wow, it's been so good hearing all of you share this morning and seeing all of your faces and just being together. And what a year this has been, but we made it. We got this far. I'm going to share with you just a brief a brief word this morning. I don't want to be long because, I, again, sometimes I think when we do services like this, the Holy Spirit uses us to speak to one another and uh, the gifts that God has placed in the congregation edify each other, starting from the beginning with uh, Sharon and Arian leading us in and even the scripture readings and all of the various words of testimony and exhortation. And so we get this package, and and we come away, and and like so, I think it was Marcellus, it becomes it's like medicine, and uh, and maybe this it, it, that church when it's done right is supposed to be medicinal, it's supposed to be healing, and I liked what someone said that uh, there are things that make you kneel and things that make you heal. That was Octavia, I believe, one of our resident wordsmiths, and it's like. Uh, and so today we've we, there 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 have been those things that have made us kneel and those things that that are making us heal and we desperately need healing. Um, so let's use this as a thought for this morning. And this is based I, this is based upon a sermon I did a few years ago during the holiday season. And I think the original title was "We are uh, you are not alone," but we're going to turn this around today. And it's this: We were not alone. We were not alone. Here we are. What is today? December 27, 2020. The weirdest, craziest year of most of our lives. Uh, and and yet, as we look back, I, w- I, w- I want you to remember. I want you to see something. I want you to grasp something. I want you to understand that the way that you made it to this moment is because even though you walked through the valley of the shadow of death, you were not alone, but God was with you. And the and the way you're going to make it in, through 2021, no matter what that year holds, is the same thing. It's the presence of God. Now, we talk, and, and again, so I'm, I'm just going to hook on to the Christmas theme just a little bit more. It's, it, was, it was a couple of days ago, and we're moving on. But, but Christmas, in its essence, Christmas, the, the message of Christmas is transformative. It changes everything, and it makes all the difference in the world when you really know what it's about, right? And... Uh, and if we can connect with the core truths and the core theological issues of, of Jesus' birth, we can find things like strength and purpose and encouragement and hope, things we all need in this season of our lives. Because what we as believers celebrate uh, during this season is the fact that Christmas means that heaven came to earth. And I've come to believe that sometimes our faith is too fixated on us going to heaven and I, I, recently, I preached a funeral uh, for a dear friend a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and when we do those things, we, we, we eulogize people. We talk about, you know, the, the realities of heaven and to be absent from the Lord. Is to be, I mean, absent of body, to be present with the Lord and that stuff. But really, we, we, we sometimes, for, for a lot of us, we're too fixated on going to heaven. And, and, and I believe that the, the, the promise of the gospel is, is that upon the, the exit of this life, we translate and we transition into the presence of God, you know, et cetera. But you know what? Ultimately, the story is that God creates a new heaven and, and a new earth, and we live, we'll actually live in a renewed physical creation 
reality for eternity. That's a whole nother sermon there, right? But but we're so we're so fixated on escaping this planet, and right now I think we're really tempted to want to escape. You want to escape COVID. You want to escape. Or not, not that. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. You want to escape uh, political craziness or whatever. You know. Uh, you know. We, we want to get away uh, from this 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 broken reality, uh, but. Christmas is really about God bringing heaven to earth in the person of his son, Jesus. And that's what we've just celebrated this week as we celebrated Christmas. And John wrote in John John 3.16, he says, God loved the world uh, in this way, in this manner that he gave his only son. And where did he send his son? He sent his son into the world to us to help us to love us to comfort us to save us and uh and he sent his son into the world to be born in a lowly stinky stable born among regular po folks like some of our folks right not among the the elite or the you know the 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 establishment but among regular people jesus willingly embraced the messiness of our experience. And now, you know what? If we were in church, I'd say, turn to your neighbor and high five and tell them, your, your experience is messy. <laughs> but we can't do that because we're not in church. But you know our, our life. I look across I look across the screen this morning, and I know I think of the, your stories. Uh, and the, the, the stories that I've walked and prayed and, and, and talked some of you through. And I realize that, man, our, our, this has been a messy year for a lot of us. And I won't go into detail, but I mean, I mean, from January, I mean, we, we know, I'm talking about we've lost loved ones, we've lost people near and dear to us. It's been messiness is our experience, and life is messy. Amen. Come on, it's like I know you spend all your life trying to watch reality TV and find the perfect life and the life lifestyles of the rich and famous and whatever, and and, and their lives, it's all a lie. Life is. But Jesus willingly embraced the messiness of our experience. He did this in order to come near, get this, come, to come beside us in our struggles, to come near to us in the messiness of our lives, to come near to us in our pain. My brothers, my sisters, my friends, if, you, if you've got pain in your life today, and I don't doubt that most of us do, I want you to remember that Jesus has come up alongside us and near to us. And so... Uh, and I'm going to read a text to you in a moment, but what we see is is Mary's in 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 in, in uh, Matthew one eighteen to twenty five. Mary's engagement to Joseph. There's it, there's it's messy. There's these inconvenient facts surrounding the surprise pregnancy that doesn't fit the mold of normal societal standards, and Joseph's having Joseph having to deal with the situation with grace and with with mercy. And the core message of the nativity. Now, I, I went around the corner where my one of my neighbors they have their 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 front lawn is a hot mess. But they have a nativity scene, and then they have a blow up Mickey Mouse Santa Claus standing right behind them. Nativity scene that at night it, it inflates and it's like seven feet tall. I, I don't get that, but but the real nativity. <laughs> It summed up beginning in verse 22 of Matthew, the first chapter. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Listen to this. And they will call him 
Emmanuel, which means God with us. And, and, and the prophecy that the, that the angel cites here is found in Isaiah 7, 14, which says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And so you say, well, what's in a name? Okay. Matthew connects Jesus' birth with the words of the prophet Isaiah, where Isaiah states that one of, God, one of, one of Jesus' names will be Emmanuel. Emmanuel is not just a made-up name, you know. It's not like Pookie or uh, my wife and I were talking about the fact that she had a couple of twins in one of her schools named Orangelo and Tangelo, from Orange Jello and Tangelo. It's a long story, right? But this this is the name that has meaning. Okay, it means something. Emmanuel, I M M A N U E L. It means God with us, and so Jesus is God, and He is God with us. And, and and I don't think it was till I was in my twenties as a Christian that the meaning of that hit me. You know, because there was, there was people say, "Well, God be with you till you meet again." It was like kind of always kind of out there, uh, you know, yada yada yada. But uh, but one day it, it hit me that Emmanuel means God with us, not in some abstract sense, right? Not in some as some religious well wishing. May you know, go with God and He will go with you, or something like that. No, the fact that the Son of God came to this planet to become one of us and to come alongside us and be among us. And it means this, that in the person of his Son, Jesus, the Almighty God of the universe chooses to come near to us, to come alongside us, to come among us in all of our brokenness, in all of our pain, in all of our suffering. He comes to us to make his dwelling place among us and then within us. And he promises then that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Now, so I want to tie this. This is, this is Charles Williams' basic, this is my teaching. I mean, this is the, I mean, not my teaching. This is where I believe this stuff. And this is the way I, I teach the incarnation. But I, I, I need to contextualize that to where we are at the end of 2020. Uh, I want to remind you of a couple things. Number one, you are not alone, right? Uh, Angie, we are not alone. We are not alone. You know, but but as we come to within a few days of, of a year that would undoubtedly go down in our history as one of the most trying and bizarre years of modern times or postmodern times, Get the, I want you to take this with you today. We were not alone. We were not. We have not been alone. You, you understand it? God has been with us. He has sustained us. That's our testimony. That's that's why that's why there's joy on this on this Zoom today. That's why there are, are good words that we share with one another. That's why that's why we're here. And I know I know some of you are hurting. Some of you I know there's some illness maybe on here. There's some you know there's some things going on. But it's like we were we have not been alone. God, when I grow up, they sing 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 that hymn. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone, and he never left us alone. When COVID nineteen struck. And I tell you guys a story. I remember being 
like on the today's the twenty so on the twenty ninth of last year, we went to Rosarito Beach and we spent a week in Mexico eating lobster and having a wonderful time through through the, through the new year. And we had no idea this was going to come, but we we started getting this stuff. But this year evolved and it, it, it emerged, and things got weird and strange and difficult. I mean, for a lot of us, it started with you know there 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 are deaths that happened to some of your families. There was Kobe Bryant's death, which was it, th- those things shake us. And it was I remember you know that we. I was trying to finish the service, and somebody came and said, you know, Kobe Bryant, I was like, well, there goes, there goes the benediction, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, and it started from there. But we were never alone. God never left us. He never forsook us. We were not alone. And 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 as we come to the end of this year, uh, I mean, I know that sometimes when we're facing life struggles, and again, as I look across this this screen today, I know a lot of your struggles. I mean, I, and I'm not going, I, I, I would, I would absolutely not, you know, call you all out, but I, 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 we're family. So I, I know your pain, you know, mine, you know, and, and I could, I could, I could, I, there's probably 20 stories I could tell you, you know, just across the screen. They're looking at your faces today. And, uh, it's one of the things I like about Zoom because I get to see you and I, and, and it puts, it keeps me in touch with who you are and not just who I am and what I'm trying to do. But it, remind, it keeps me embedded in community. But it's like it's like uh, we were facing life struggles, and I know that when you're facing those struggles, God sometimes seems a million miles away. Amen. I know that sometimes you're faced with loneliness. Come on, we know about that. Uh, times when you you feel forsaken, mistaken, rejected. Any any of y'all ever felt misunderstood? Try leading something, you will. And in those moments, God seems so far away. When you face difficulties in your finances, and we're praying for our culture, our society, our nation right now, because right now some some, some person is, that claims to be our leader is out on the golf course, and 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 just right now, some of you guys, uh, unemployment ends because uh, they decided to make a point and not sign a bill. For whatever reason, you know, and this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with. This is real pain, but we're facing difficulties in our finances, challenges in the workplace, changes in the workplace, elimination of the workplace. When you can't find a workplace because there are no workplaces, they say you you need to get a job. Well, it's like well, it'd be nice if there were any jobs to get, right? Uh, And I know in those moments, God can seem even aloof or far away. Uh, and, And let me tell you something. Uh, you guys know, I, you know, you know my my story, and I have a I have a great testimony. You know, I've been a Christian all my life. Uh, I'm, I just I'm a man of a certain age. I'm not my wife doesn't want me to say my age anymore, but uh, we just sort of celebrated 45 years of marriage. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there were times, man, in my life when I felt I felt that God had forgotten about me. There were times when I felt God was a million miles away. There were times when I felt I was down here on this little planet trying to to make it through life feeling as though God uh, was being feeling as though God was not concerned about my little problems and, and times when I felt helpless and y'all can relate to that uh, and and you talking about Christmas in December I remember some we talk about weather a lot before y'all get on here when we're like in the mornings but I remember some some LA cold days <laughs> you know what's in the 50s you know <laughs> and uh, i mean at times in my life i mean, but i remember like in the 80s i remember t- feeling like the the rug had been fulfilled pulled out from under me and i or well, the floor had been pulled out from under me you know 
And and yes, and I've been for all of my life since I was a child, a Bible-believing Christian, and I've been for most of my adult life a minister and for and a, certainly a Christ follower for 29 years, a pastor of a, of a local congregation. But I, 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 I went through that, and I get that. But understand this. One of the most, the biggest lies of the enemy, one of the most debilitating lies of the enemy is that is to convince you that God is not with you, that God doesn't care about you, that God is not near you. you know, and so then it goes to, hey, brother, just deal with it. And you just got to man up and deal with it on your own because this is just you. You got this and you don't got this. Right? Um, and so if I say we are not alone, I'm just not some extraterrestrial thing. It's like it's real. Christmas is about this fact that you and I are not alone, but for you and I, looking back over 2020 today as Grace Chapel on this Zoom call, I want to just say to you, we were not alone and we are not alone. God is with us, has been with us, has never forsaken us, and his presence has sustained us, and he has kept us, and he is keeping us, and he's going to take us into more, into a better season. Uh, uh, the, the enemy would suggest to you that you're on your own, but the truth is that you're not alone. Uh, and we've made it this far because we are not alone. Um, first of all, for all of humanity, the gospel says this, that God has come near. Uh, he's come to us in the person of, of Christ. And the promise is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then John 3.17, which I think should always be quoted with John 3.16, says this, that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But then check these words out from Romans, the 10th chapter, beginning of verse, the second part of verse 8, going through verse 13. And this is what Paul writes. He says, the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That That is... Uh, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Watch this, watch this. Paul is saying God is near and available to all, right? And he's so close that the word of truth, the confession, and that Jesus is Lord is already on the lips of anyone who would call him. This is right there. But let me ask you this, my friend. If God is near to all humanity in that way, Anyone who would dare to confess Jesus as Lord, how much more is his presence a reality to those who have already placed their faith in him and those of us in whom the Holy Spirit dwells? You get that? And, and Paul says in Romans 8 that if anyone doesn't have the Spirit of God dwelling in them, they're, they're not a Christian. So, I mean, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Conversely, if you've placed your trust in Christ and confessed Jesus as Lord, the Holy Spirit absolutely lives in you, and God is present up close and personal in your life. He's in here, not out there. But but there's another sense, and uh, stay with me, there's another sense in which Christ assures us that Jesus is with us. The fact that although he is seated at the right hand of God, you know, our, our, our crucified, resurrected, ascended Lord, 
He is present with us as our faithful high priest, who is, according to the scripture, been tempted in every way as we are, yet what? Without sin. And because he's gone through what we've gone through, he totally identifies with our struggles, with our weaknesses. Today, as we shared, we, we share tragedies and triumphs. We share weaknesses and insecurities and blessings and praise reports and testimonies. But I'm so grateful as a community that we can share our faults and failures and fears, that we don't have to get on either, oh, you shouldn't say that because that's not faith. You say what you feel. You say you share what you're going through. That's what community is about. That's what love is about. And I'm so grateful for that. But it's so wonderful to realize that Jesus identifies with all of that stuff. So when you're feeling alone, remember that, that he's with you in your loneliness because he came to this earth. He took on your humanity. He took on human flesh and experienced loneliness and rejection himself. And so you are not alone. But over this last year, we have not been alone. And in this moment, we are not alone. When you're feeling discouraged, realize that Jesus came to earth. He lived among us. He, he, and, and though he was God in the flesh, he faced opposition and misunderstanding. And, he, and Jesus himself faced discouragement. If you're discouraged this morning, understand you're not by yourself. You're not alone. He's standing there with you. He identifies with that. He's been there. He knows what it feels like. Jesus knows what, it's, what it feels like to be misunderstood. <clears throat> Jesus knows what it's like to be called out of, out of, his, out of your name. He knows, he knows what it's like to be up <clears throat> all night in, in, in agonizing over the anticipation of something that's coming the next day, whether it's a bill due or the rent due or a conversation due or something that you dread and you wish you didn't have to face. Jesus went through that. He understands that. He's with you in that. He knows what it's like to be unappreciated. Some of y'all know how that feels, right? So does Jesus. He knows what it's like to, to want a blessing for somebody else more than they want it for themselves. You know what it's like when you, you, you care about somebody else's well-being more than they care about their own, and you agonize, and you, you're, you're praying and, 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 and groaning over them, and, and they're like, oh, whatever, you know? Jesus understands that because that's, what, that's the way he was. Jesus knows what it's like to live in a society filled with political corruption and wickedness in high places, because that was the world of the first century into which he was born, and that's the world into which you and I have come of age, right? He knows what it's like to be surrounded by religious folks who are more concerned with hegemony than holiness, okay? Think about that. <laughs> and, and the specifics are different, absolutely. But in kind, Jesus dealt with the same things we and so the birth of that baby in the stable that we just celebrated this week, the drama of Mary's inconvenient and misunderstood pregnancy, the grace of Joseph in his not wanting to make a spectacle of what seemed to be a, a major mistake, uh, all of these things remind us that in Jesus, God came into the real world. Not, and, you know, one of the problems in our society, people have their idea of what they think is, you know, what, what is the their ideal world, but you know what? We live in the real world, and Jesus came into the real world. It was a world of hurt, a world of pain, a world of struggle, a world of misunderstanding, and he came near to us in our hurts and in our struggles, and his coming to us reminds us that he remains with us, and he will never leave us, and he has not, and that's why we're here today. That's why some of you, and next week, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to be talking about flourishing next week. 
Okay, Michelle, I want to use your video next week if you let me. <laughs> I love that. But 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 here's the thing. <laughs> the deal is this, because of the incarnation, the word having become flesh and pitching his tent as it were among us, because of this, we can embrace this reality. And as we leave this wicked, desperate, sinful, broken year, and we go into a new year with new hope and new faith, and we couldn't have anticipated what we left behind, and we don't know what's coming, but here's the deal. Embrace this reality that Jesus is with you all the time in every situation and every circumstance, circumstance even whether you, whether you realize it or not, in the moment, and whether you feel like it or not, because sometimes you won't feel like it. Sometimes you will feel alone, but you are never alone. And so the challenge for us is to amplify. Say, what, what is this preacher talking about? Well, do the things that Christians do historically as believers to amplify our sense of his presence. Got that? That's why we pray. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we worship together. That's why we fellowship with one another, even on something like Zoom. And, and we learn to embrace the truths of Scripture that remind us of who we are and what we have in Christ and the power and, and, and the power of his presence in our lives. Because here's the bottom line. I don't care how bad this year looked and I don't care how crazy things look around you. The the, the theological, the biblical reality that guides our lives is this. Heaven has come to earth in the person of Jesus. And Jesus taught us to pray. He said, you pray like this. He said, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, as we, you know, for some of you, the, the ornaments will go back in the box this week. You know, um, you know the Christmas trees get thrown out. We wind down our Christmas celebration. We look forward now to a new year. But, but continue to focus on the fact of the incarnation. Christ, Jesus coming to earth and taking on our humanity means that Jesus has come alongside us, near to us in our struggles and all of life's ups, life's ups and downs. And he's with us no matter where we go or what we face in life. And so, so you, th that empowers us to fight back a little bit, to fight depression to fight discouragement, and to fight loneliness with the truth of God's word, that Jesus is near to us. When you're alone, when you don't, you, you, even when you're alone, you don't have to be lonely. Uh, when, when you learn to practice the presence of God and you realize that he is with you, he loves you, he's intimately acquainted with all that you're going through. And, and you know, John 1, 10 through 13, he was in the world, and the world was created through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but of God. And what he said is that those who received him, for those who have opened up their hearts to him, for those who have confessed him as Lord, he has given us the right to become children of God. And so, you are not alone. But looking back over 2020, we were not alone. Aren't you glad about that? Can, can, you, can you identify? I mean, again, looking, I know the stories, and I don't want to recount them, but I mean, there's been some incredible pain we've gone through this year. But God was with you. You were not alone. Christ lives within you, 
He lives with you. He cares about you. He knows what you've gone through, what you're going through. And so we enjoy the heaven, the kingdom of heaven that God has brought to earth through Jesus. We enjoy love and family and fellowship and community. We give thanks for all that he's given us. We celebrate his presence as a fact, as a reality in our lives. Even when we don't, in in, in some given moments, we may not feel it, but we embrace it and and grasp it as a, as, as a reality. We reach out to those around us and share the, the spirit of the incarnation, if you will, uh, the spirit of love that sent Jesus into the world to die for the sins of the world. And so, yes, in this, as we fade out of this Christmas season into the new year, we can rejoice that the God of all creation has made himself known to us. He's come to us. He saved us from our sins. He's guaranteed us a glorious and incredible future. He sustains us through our trials, doesn't he, as we learn to trust him. We rejoice because we are not alone, and we rejoice because in 2020, as foul of a year this was, we were not alone. We, he never left us. He never forsook us. He's been with us. He's sustained us. As we gather together on Zoom every week, he's been with us in his Holy Spirit somehow you thought it was going good when you was in a little church house with folks and praying and thanking the Lord and hey, how you, you know, praise the But man, you 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 never thought you'd experience the presence of God the way you could on your computer screen or on your on your iPhone or your or your on your, your, your little screen because when you know when two or three are gathered in His name, no matter how they gather, He's there in their midst. He's among them and He's been with 